Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Hello everyone, welcome to another video from Fantasy Football Scout. My name is As, I am on my own today. It's just me, it's just me talking about my wildcard. The button is pressed, uh, I have confirmed said wildcard, so there will probably be a boozy night with Mark where we talk about it uh, in a lot of detail, but I wanted to just get something out um, just with my early thoughts about players that uh, I know pretty much that I'm going to have in my team um, and that kind of stuff and some of the players I'm considering as well. Got to be honest, I put together a team um, this morning and then I've been looking at Twitter and it's horribly similar <laughs> to a lot of the teams that, that I'm seeing, uh, which is never really what I want. So there might be a couple of, uh, I want to have at least three picks, but that's, that's kind of genuinely my my rule uh, to have three kind of slightly different players than other people. So We'll see how that goes um, and go from there. Hi, everyone in the chat. Lots of happy faces. No toilet humor this week. The toilet is fixed. Uh, very apt doing a WC uh, draft just after all that. It was, a, it was a nightmare, that was. But yeah, all fixed now in the new house. Starting Things are starting to get sorted. There's less boxes around. Pictures aren't up yet, but they'll be, they'll be up soon. Um, right, let's go straight into it then. So, I mean, the first section of this is going to be uh, fairly standard. Um, nailed on wildcard picks, like players that I'm just... Just definitely going to have him in my side. Um, Salah's obviously there, number one. Uh, just playing the best football he's ever played, in my opinion. Showed it again, stepped up against City. Amazing goal. He's averaging 10 points a game. Uh, his XG is the highest in the league, 4.89. High expected assists as well, 1.1.57 compared to some of the other like you know goal scoring players like that. So showing that he he can he can be getting assists as well. Um, up to 12.6. Yeah, I mean Matt B forty two says Salah the best player in the world. Completely agree. He's he's, he's on a, he's on he's on another level this season. Um, and you know that that game against City kind of just really showcased just how how amazing he is. The pass of Mane was was fantastic. They're linking up well, and the goal he scored. So let's not go on too much about Salah. There's, there's no way he's he's leaving my side. Uh, I put Cancelo next. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, 
lots of goals in, in, in the game, which was great as, as a neutral. Um, but up until that point, you know, they've kept a clean sheet against Chelsea, Southampton, Leicester, Arsenal, Norwich, Spurs. Like you, I think you just think you need a, a City defender going in. I think Diaz is a good pick um, as well. I think he's 6.1. So one of Diaz or Cancelo. Obviously with Diaz, you get the absolute nailed-on-ness. Um, but I think Cancelo is... You know, I, I, I mean, it was you know a lot of the talk is he's he's City's best right back and City's best left back. Um, he's already chipping in with some attacking returns, which is stuff that we maybe didn't see so much from last season. Two assists um, already. Uh, his xG is is low, but his expected assists is well. It's, I mean, it's not massively high, but it's okay. But he always comes into the um, into the midfield and, and can kind of dictate stuff from there when, when he drops in. So, yeah, I, I really like uh, Cancelo. Um, Antonio is there as well. I mean, I think we're going to see some people selling him on wild cards. I think you've got to be pretty brave to sell him, but the fixtures do turn. I mean, Everton, Spurs, Villa, Liverpool, Wolves, Man City. It's not an incredible run for him. Uh, obviously, his price has gone up a lot. Uh, he's up to eight now. He's averaging seven points a game, which is... You know, one of the one of the best in the league, but uh, obviously blanked in the last game. Had the red card. Actually, I think he's like, he might even be averaging more than that. I think I didn't include his is um, the game he missed. So it's probably more like eight or nine points he's he's averaging. Um, so yeah, forty five point six owned for Antonio. An xG of four point two three, which I believe is the second best um, in the league, and generally just the spearhead of everything good that West Ham do. Um, I was surprised that they lost to Brentford. Actually, I thought I thought that would probably be quite a high-scoring game, but I thought West Ham would have enough to to come on top of that. But yeah, Brentford are fantastic. We'll be talking about some of their players um, a bit more in a bit. So yeah, I'm not losing Antonio. I can see I can see why people might want to if they were you know trying to be a bit different and maybe you know suffering. But I just think you can. Like, who do you get? Like, there's there's not that many strikers um, you know who who I think can just carry on the run that they're on and with an XG of four point two three after what six games. It's you know I, I think it's it's too risky to to to, to take him out. Um, so yeah, so they're the three kind of like boring ones um, there. Uh, there's a few more boring ones as well. Apologies. I mean Lukaku is going to be coming in. Eleven point seven. He costs actually three point three one. Expected assist of zero point seven five, and he's averaging sort of around five points a game. It's just a fixture run, isn't it? I mean he hasn't scored that many goals. Uh, obviously got the two against two against Villa. Uh, I think this week, a lot of people have already made the move from Ronaldo to Lukaku um, and rewarded with another blank because it's third, well, his fourth blank in five games or something. Um, obviously, he got the goal against Arsenal, then two goals against Villa, but other games he's blanked. But the other games, I mean, City, Spurs, Liverpool, um, maybe not the toughest, but against Southampton, I think everyone's expecting him to, to get big points in that. It's not putting me off, though. I still think, you know, Chelsea's fixtures, Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley, I think you need him. I, I think you just can't go without him. Um, Ronaldo is is the big question. Yeah, do you do you partner him with Ronaldo up front? I'm going without. I don't, I I just don't see how I can fit him in and not severely weaken my team. And he's a player that I won't captain. Possibly in game week twelve, I might captain him. But in that same week, uh, Chelsea have Leicester away, which isn't too bad, and Salah has. Arsenal home. Okay. Mm, okay. So it's not it's not quite as 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 bad as I thought it was. I thought one of those teams had a had a better fixture. So that's going to be the worry then. You go about Ronaldo and you're heading into twelve um, without him. But if you left some money in the bank or if things happen, you could always move Lukaku back to Ronaldo for that 
for that game. And actually, that's around the time when United's fixtures get really good. Because after that, they have Chelsea, which, I mean, could go either way. And then it's Arsenal, Palace, Norwich, Brentford, Brighton, Newcastle, Burnley, Wolves. Like, surely we're all going to have uh, Ronaldo for that. So... Yeah, I think I think Ronaldo is 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 not well. He won't he won't be on my wildcard team. I'd, I'd be amazed if he was. The plan was always to to go without him, um, and I'll be I'll be well like Mark going with going with Lukaku and hoping he you know starts scoring some goals. Uh, Rudig is there as well. Five point eight uh, xG, not point three expected assists of not point two one. He's averaging around five points a game just because Chelsea's defensive record has, has been incredible. Really, three um, yeah, 0 against Tottenham, three 0 against Villa. Uh, 2-0 against Arsenal 3-0 against Palace they've conceded to Liverpool they've conceded to Man City and they did concede a penalty to Southampton but aside from the Southampton result you're not too surprised to see that uh, it does feel like Chelsea is dipping a little bit I mean poor performance against City poor performance against Juventus 3-1 winners against Southampton but I don't know maybe a little bit fortunate um, or at least I don't know 3-1 didn't from what I've saw 3-1 didn't really seem to be be the class of what Southampton played, played really well in that game um, so yeah I think we, we want to all see a bit more from, from Chelsea going forward but Brentford, Norwich, Newcastle, Burnley in the next four you've just got to have one of their players and Rudiger, Rudiger's the one for me he's, he's just nailed and, he, and he's got some goal threat Azpilicueta's a good option as well I don't really he's going to probably move back to centre-back and when Rhys James is back um, if I'm picking one I'm, I'm going to pick Rudiger out of those two I don't know what people do with the likes of Alonso and and uh, Chil- uh, Chilwell or James and that kind of stuff i I was all set for a kind of Rudiger Alonso, you know, double up and, and just kind of ride out any any benches. But I'm thinking now, I think I might just go for one one Chelsea defender and and Lukaku. And I think that also might pave the way to bring in Mason Mount as well, maybe in a couple of weeks. Uh, I want to see him back in the side and, you know, uh, creating chances for Lukaku and stuff like that. But he might be someone that, that I look to bring in when I kind of thought he might be out of, out of the picture a little bit back then. Um the other player here is Trent. So Trent's injured at the moment, 7.5. He's averaging seven points a game. Expected goal, 0.53. Expected assist, 2.56. He's like the, he's the best creator of chances in the league. It's, yeah, I, I, don't think, I don't think we need to go into too much detail about him. He comes into Watford uh, in the next game, assuming he's fit, which I think he, he all sounds like he probably will be after the international break. He's going to be back in for Watford. Their run is then United, Brighton, West Ham, Arsenal. It's not an incredible run. He's only he's only twenty two percent owned, which I find absolutely unbelievable. Um, you know, this isn't like a forty fifty percent owned player who I think you you know you can take the gamble on. I think it's 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 just someone that I think will just continue to score points, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him get near the near the two hundred point mark again before the season is out. So yeah, he's he's absolutely staying in my team. Um, one question I get is, do you think like we can move him down to someone like a Van Dyke or a Robertson? And I just, I just don't think they can match him this season. I know Robertson's like running close in in previous seasons, but I think this year Trent, Trent and Salah to me have just taken another step up. So yeah, I'm, I'm not getting rid of uh, Trent. Right, let's take a look at some slightly more interesting players then. So these are some players who I think will, will almost certainly feature in in my wild card. Um, it's going to be Ramsdale in goal. I mean, if you told me that at the beginning of the season, well, I wouldn't have believed you because he was playing for Bournemouth. Um, and you know, uh, not Bournemouth, sorry, Sheffield United, and they were relegated. So, but if you told me he'd gone to Arsenal and he'd like used up Leno was first choice within sort of six game weeks, um, yeah, I'd, I'd be very surprised. But at 4.6, um, he's averaging six points a game, they're keeping clean sheets, uh, he's making saves, he's made nine saves, um, and he's, he's got two bonus in, in the four games he's played as well. So, I just think at 4.3 ownership, the fixtures of Palace, Villa, Leicester, Watford, Liverpool. Newcastle, and then it gets a bit rough. But I think you're looking 
you're looking at either Ramsdale, if you're going for 4.5, 4.6, you're looking at Ramsdale, you're looking at Sanchez, um, or you're looking to go up to someone uh, like Saar, uh, you know, and I'm still not entirely sure about Arsenal in terms of how they're going to do this season. And I might actually end up with two on my wild card. Um, but, you know, they're they're kind of the informed team um, at the moment, uh, particularly the performance against Spurs was, was absolutely brilliant. So, you know, I think Palace next, then Villa and Leicester and then Watford. I think they're going to be kind of quite tight games. And I think Arsenal are going to be looking to keep those games tight. And I think the partnership between White and Gabriel is, is, is looking to be quite good with Ramsdale there as well. Party back just makes such a big difference to, to Arsenal. And, you know, they've found a way to, to get the most out of uh, Saka and Smith-Rowe and Odegaard's there and Aubameyang. Like the, the team actually looks quite solid now, which I like. And they're, you know, the chemistry between them starting to pick up. They're starting to find each other with, with passes. All the stats of the players are increasing, which is all the stuff you want to see. Um, yeah, I mean, for those who are, who are going to stick with Sanchez, I don't think he's a terrible option. I mean, he'll either get you six or two. Doesn't seem to be any like difference between them. Uh, it's Norwich next, obviously hard sell. City, Liverpool, Newcastle, Villa, Leeds, West Ham. It's it's a kind of an okay an okay run. Um, but to be honest, when you're wildcarding at this stage, you're going to be keeping this player until sort of you know um, beginning of January minimum. I mean, probably before that, probably after that. So. Yeah, you want to you want to just get in kind of the best goalkeeper, and I think that currently is Ramsdale, um, unless you've got a little bit of extra money, and then I do think Saar probably is is the best one to to go with. Um, let's see what people, some of you are saying in the chat. So Matt B forty two Sanchez over Ramsdale, uh, Dante Drummond says is Ramsdale now? Yeah, I mean Ramsdale Ramsdale is an interesting one because I wasn't expecting Leno to to be out of the team in the way that he was, but he's come in and had such a massive impact to Arsenal that I don't really see how they can drop him. And I think it's going to force Leno in, into into a, maybe a January move as well, because he's not going to like being played being played second fiddle, and that wouldn't have been the promise that he would have been made when they let Martinez go. So yeah, I think I think Ramsdale as, isn't isn't going to lose his place. We might see something like we see with Kepper, where where he gives Leno the odd game, but to my understanding, is Kepper is almost sort of comfortable with being second choice. I don't think Leno is. So yeah, I, th- I think I think Leno's going to leave, and, and Ramsdale will, will really cement that. Um, I've still got Tony. I'm, I'm probably going to be keeping Tony. Um, Six point three. He's down to now four point four point four two points per game. Next year one point nine. So it does this of one point nine one. Obviously, the big decision here is who to pick out of uh, Tony and Embremo. It's so close between them. I mean, Tony four ch- big chances created to Embremo's none. Uh, Embromo's had five big chances over compared to Tony's two. Um, Tony is is operating more as a kind of a sister in in a way. Um, Eleven chances created. They both had an equal number of shots inside the box, and the expected goal involvement is three point eight one to Tony and three point seven four to Embromo. So there's, there's barely anything in it. The the I mean the the pluses of Embromo are obviously you get out of position, you get extra points for the goal. Um, the benefits of Tony are you get penalties. And it's really hard to pick between them. I think the only reason I'm going for Tony um, is because I think there are more midfielders than strikers, which we've seen plenty of times, um, you know, over the last couple of years. Uh, and going for a 5.5 million mid, I've got one lined up. Um, probably not too many surprises as to who that is. But I think I'm looking at the strikers and thinking there aren't a huge amount of these that I want to move for. Whereas in midfield, there might be some midfielders I want to go for and I want to cover that um, Brentford attack. 
as well uh, and Medirent oh dear as going full template well honestly what I've tried what I tried to do with this wild card was I just tried to build a wild card that I liked and not I honestly hadn't looked at any other teams any other wild cards that are going out there and just thought ignoring all the noise of Twitter what is the wild card team that I would put together at this point and that's what I've come up to and I'll, and I'll show you in a minute um, but yeah t- Tony, Tony's in for now I think Imbrema's a, a great pick uh, though, so I'm not surprised to see lots of people going for him. Um, and Smith Rowe, Smith Rowe's in uh, 5.3. I think he's almost certainly going to be my 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 side. Um, 3.57 points per game, actually 1.16. So it is just 0.60. It's interesting with uh, with Arsenal, of course, because you've got Saka there, um, and uh, you've got Odegaard as well. Potentially Saka's that bit more expensive. But when you actually look at the stats between them, there isn't a huge amount um, between between the Arsenal mids. And I think that, that 5.3, sometimes you've got to just look at a player and just think, I'm, I'm getting so much for my money with that, that it almost makes him kind of assert. And, and I think a lot of people had that with Rafina as well, looking at him and saying, okay, he's 6.5. It's a way to tap into the lead attack. It almost feels criminal not to kind of go with him. And what I like about Smith Rowe at 5.3 is he can serve as a fifth mid. He doesn't have to be a fourth mid. You don't have to play him every week. And actually, I'll show you my transfer planner afterwards. I can get him into a few games which cover other fixtures, which I'm not too happy with with, with players playing. Um, there's a FPL Giants says in the chat. There's a threat of rotation. Yeah, I mean, there is. I mean, you know, you've, you've got Pepe there as well. But I think Smith Rowe, he was starting already to, to look last season like he... He just drives the team. He's starting to just drive that team forward and just get them playing. And... Pepe is so inconsistent. I mean, he can be he can be fantastic on his day, but still, he's. I'm not sure he has the full trust of, of Arteta, and I think we might see rotation across all of those spots. Probably less so with Saka, because um, he can move into midfield or drop into left back. But I, yeah, I, I think Smith Rowe is 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 a, is a bargain five point three, and I mean we talk about. Um, you know, Arsenal uh, having two players like in my side. That's the thing with Smith Rowe. Firstly, he serves as kind of cover um, in case I need it for, for rotation. Rotation does hit. Um, and we saw with Suchet last season, having that kind of 5 million-ish uh, player can work really well and come in. And, you know, it might be that he does uh, break into my first 11 and I'm playing more regularly. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see. I, I do also really like Saka as well. I think if, you, if you're looking for a fourth mid, I think Saka is, is stronger, even though the stats are kind of similar. I think historically we've seen that he has a bit more of a goal threat, um, and I think he's he's probably uh, more la- more loud. Um, actually, stop picking your nose. I'm picking my nose. I'm just giving you a little little one of these. I've got hay fever in this house. I don't know why. I think it might be dusty, um, which is why I keep doing that. Uh, right. So considering wildcard picks, so these are three players that I'm kind of loosely looking at, um, and they are currently in my all three of them currently in my side. Um, Townsend's really interesting because obviously you've got the decision to make if you want to if you want to tap into Everton you've got options now you've got Townsend you've got Gray and you've got Decore and they all just offer something like a little bit different um, Townsend has got the highest expected goal involvement 2.75 uh, Gray's there with 1.96 Decore's at 1.49 uh, it's mostly about chances created for Townsend 13 uh, for him but Gray's doing well I mean with 9 and Decore with 7 um, shots inside the box uh, it's Decore with nine, Gray with eight, and Townsend with five. So again, this I know Townsend scored the goal, but he is looking like a bit of a an assister, a, a bit more. I think he he's more likely to get a kind of a regular supply of of assists. Um, I think he could actually end up being, becoming quite a consistent sort of performer. I couldn't believe it as well. He's had three double digit returns this season as well. I mean, ten, ten, 
uh, against Norwich and United, and then a 12 against Burnley, and the assist against Southampton. Uh, and then he's only blanked in two games that, that he started this season. So I, I can't believe it. And it looks like he's on pens as well. So he really he really does give you quite a lot of a lot of going forward. I do also like Gray as well. And if you if you head on to Scout and you, you go onto the beta site and you do the um the player comparisons, it is quite interesting just how far forward Gray plays. Townsend is op- is coming back quite a lot and, and dropping deeper. You know, being asked to do more defensively, that's what Benitez likes and those guys kind of wingers. Decore's operating kind of around the halfway line, pushing a little bit advanced at times, coming back. He's, you know, quite quite kind of box to box. Um, but Gray is is literally playing right right upside in that kind of like really attacking striker spot. So it's not surprising to see that he's um he's having, you know, the most shots um uh, out of out of the three of them. Um but, you know, in terms of big chances that he's getting, there's there's not much kind of separating them. Really, I think you can pick any three of them, and, and they're all they're, they're all good picks. Ducore is honestly one of my favourite players in the league. I'd love to bring him into my side. Uh, he's five point six. He's point two cheaper than Gray. Point one more expensive than Townsend. There's, there's there's barely anything in it. I think going for one of them. I was so impressed with them against United as well. I thought they were they were absolutely brilliant. Uh, Rafina's there, six point six player that I've been slating all season, uh, saying that I don't really rate him as an FPL pick. Obviously, I've always said he's a class player. Um, but he's 6.6 now. He's getting 4.43 points per game, so he's not. He's starting to kind of make good on on that kind of promise. Uh, X3 1.44, expected assist 1.81, and yeah, just generally, I'm just hoping that after the international break, Leeds just start clicking a bit more. I mean, they've got the win now against Watford. Uh, they've got Southampton, Wolves, Norwich. Really want a Leeds attacker for that Norwich game. Uh, Leicester, Spurs, Brighton, Palace, Brentford. It's it's a kind of a sea of of twos and threes on the fixed difficulty rating right up until um, game week 16 uh, when the fixtures turn. So with Bamford completely out of the picture, no ailing around, uh, I think if you're going to try and target leads, it has to be with Rafina. Interesting with um, the international break, Brazil play, uh, you know, very close up until the deadline. Uh, I think it might be the day before that, that he plays, but um, the reports coming out are that he's going to be back and kind of available for selection. Whether he's, able to be selected is, is another matter but this is the beauty of having someone like Smith Rowe coming in it means that I can have Rafina in not have to use a transfer on it and play Smith Rowe um, you know if I need to uh, yeah Vitmi says uh, Rafina went out a tweet just came out yeah I mean but surely if he, if he actually plays the day before kind of he's not going to be ready to to, to do it so I, I still think he's a doubt going into that game um, but obviously, we should have some more news on that um, as the as the uh, game draws nearer. Nineteen point eight percent owned as well, so he's not he's not a mega differential, but he's still not hitting like thirty forty percent. Um, interesting, Foden. Yeah, so let's talk about Foden. So let's talk about Man City in general. I think this is this is a key decision on the wild card. Um, City's fixtures are are decent now. Burnley at home, Brighton away, Palace at home, uh, and then United, Everton, West Ham. You know they've they've had a they've had a tricky start to the season um, and still kept six clean sheets out of seven, which is just frankly absolutely ridiculous. They've scored you know ten goals in five in two games against Norwich and Arsenal. Um, they they're getting their players back and fit. I mean De Bruyne looked absolutely knackered um, yesterday, but Foden is is looking sharp and back from his injury. So I need to think about which one I want to get, and I wanted to get Grealish back in. He's dropped in price now. He's down to seven point nine. Um, I'm just concerned that he's he's just really not getting the ball um, where I want him to. He, he's when he, he, you know, playing on the left, he's he's playing very very far left. 
I think he's too good a player not to start getting, stop picking up some attacking returns. And I wonder if he's going to be moved more centrally into an eight role, um, you know, as, as, as other players come back into the side. Uh, I think you're, you're pretty much guaranteed 60 minutes from him every game. Um, he's, he's, he's started every game, which is, which is massive. Uh, Foden has started the last two though, and he's started big games as well. So started against Chelsea, um, started against Liverpool as well. Um, Torres hasn't, which is notable. What do you do with, what do you do with Torres? I mean, you know, he started the first four games and then hasn't played since in, in, the, in the last three. Uh, so I think, you know, it's between Grealish and, and Foden for me. I think the only other option is to go for Gabriel Jesus up front. Um, and take a bit of a punt on him. But I mean, he's 8.6 million. He's can be farmed over to the right. Um, but if you look at his minutes, I mean, he's played, you know, 90 minutes in the last two, 6-6 six, six against Southampton, played against Leicester League. And he's been one of one of City's sort of best players. Uh, so I think, he, I think he is an option. And I don't think we're going to see too many people with him, 7.2% owned. Um, but Foden is even lower. I mean, Foden's at 1.4% ownership. So that's why he's currently in my side. And big props to Gianni, who I did the team selection video with. Um, and yeah, he he straight away um, put him in. Put him in this week on his wildcard and got rewarded. He was debating him or Greenwood. So yeah, we'll have a good chat about that uh, when we come to it. So let's have a look at my wildcard team then. Uh, this is what I've got currently. It's Ramsdale and goal. Uh, Alexander-Arnold, Rudiger, Cancelo, Salah Foden, Smith-Rowe, Rafinha, Townsend, uh, Lukaku and Antonio. Uh, and then on the bench, I've got Foster, Tony, Livramento. I've gone for Henry, the Brentford defender um, as well. So this is kind of what I've currently got lined up. I mean, if, if there are doubts about Rafinha, I can bring Tony in um, against Chelsea, which obviously gives me a, a bit of a clash. I think Livramento is just a, just a great pick going forward um, as well. Got the assist uh, for the penalty against Chelsea and now has a fixture rung of Leeds, Burnley, Watford, Villa, Norwich, which is fantastic. And I do think if you are going with a double Chelsea defence strategy, you're kind of enabled to do that with Livermento there. Because if, if you go for Alonso or James, he doesn't miss out. You bring you have Livermento coming in who has got a decent run of fixtures. So that's the kind of the good thing with him. I think to me though, like this is an expensive defence. You know, Trent, Rudiger, Cancelo. I think if you're going with another Chelsea defender, obviously you're, you're going to be playing four at the back uh, most weeks. And I, I just... I'm I'm just not I'm not I've never been particularly comfortable with with doubling up and tripling up um in the back at the back. So yeah, I'm I'm not sure that that's going to be the route that I go down. Um talking about Henry. Yeah, Henry I, I mean Brentford is is kind of they've got, they've got a good run coming up, right? I'll tell you who they've got. They've got um they've got Chelsea next and then they've got Leicester, Burnley, Norwich, Newcastle. And having I'm going to show you my my plan on my fancy football scout transfer plan in a second. Um but there are a couple of games where I, I want to have coverage and actually Brentford defence is the best one um, to cover it. You could go for Duffy, fixtures turn a bit. Lamptey is now back and I still think he's probably quite a way off actually making like a start for, for Brighton in the Premier League, but he is back. If that happens and Veltman goes back to set the back, Webster comes back, um, we've got Dunk there obviously as well. I do worry that Duffy's minutes might be curtailed somewhat. I think at the moment he's been arguably one of our best players. So I don't think he's going to be dropped kind of straight away. But do I want to be bringing in Duffy now, knowing that, you know, there might be some potential rotation down the line? And also, Brian's fixtures aren't even that great anyway. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so Brentford, looking at Brentford, you've got Pinnock, you've got Ayer, you've got Henry. Um, there's not much 
separating them um, in terms of the stats. Uh, touching the penalty areas between six and four for all of them. Um, the main thing with Henry is you've got more chances created. So you've got six chances created from Henry uh, compared to two from Ayer and Pinnock. So he's point one less than them, and he's creating more chances, which I like from from my defenders to be to be creating chances. Uh, he doesn't really tend to have many shots though. Pinnock's top of that with four. Uh, Henry's had two, so not not a huge not a huge amount in it. Um, so that's why Henry's there and. Yeah, uh, I mean the the main thing for me is I'm I'm surprised that when I put this team together, just I very very rarely have this this much money in my defence. I mean obviously Ramsdale's cheaper at four point six, but having Trent, Rudiger, and Cancelo um, is is not a, a system that that I'm you know com- normally comfortable with. Um, but you can do it if you don't have Ronaldo, and it's it'll be interesting to see because I think that's going to be the main differences between people's sort of wildcard teams. Um, is if you take Ronaldo out, what can you do with that extra money? And what you can do with the extra money is you can really mass- you can massively strengthen your defence. And when you've got two teams who are as consistent defensively as Chelsea and Man City, it's very, very tempting to to back both of those to continue. Um, and then Trent, for me, is, is just a kind of no-brainer. So I think we are going to see more people um, shifting to, to big at the back. And I think it's a completely viable strategy. And I, th- I think maybe... We've only really seen that in the past when there's been wing backs around playing regularly. Uh, you know, when we had like Alonso and Kalasanac and Trent and all these guys, and and you know, I, I had I was massively going for these like attacking fullbacks. Um, but now it looks like it's kind of defensive solidarity, which solidarity, which is the kind of the main thing. Um, so yeah, so that's the wildcard team. Um, I advise anyone who's playing their wildcards this week to check out the the planner. I've given myself a green arrow there. That's very generous of me. Uh, I did not have a green arrow. Uh, so this is this is a transfer plan on Scout. If you're a member, um, just head over to the members page and you can uh, you can get one of these um, yourself. Um, so you can see here just how I'm set up for kind of the, the, the matches going forward with, with no transfers really needing to be made. Um, you can see Henry comes in in game week 11 and game week 12 when they've got Norwich and Newcastle. And it means I can drop Cancelo against United um, and potentially drop Rudiger uh, against Leicester. Um, which would give me uh, Cancelo, Livermento, and Henry, which is uh, a bit strange. So before the back that week, um, but you can also see as well Smith Rowe comes in um, usefully as well. Uh, he can come in in game week eleven. He plays Watford at home. Uh, Townsend's got Tottenham, which is obviously a harder game. Uh, so I like the fact he comes in there, and I like the fact that he gives me this coverage um, in in game week eight um, as well. Wow, a few people saying good team as nice team. Wow, I'm honoured by your praise because normally I get slated when I do these kind of videos uh yeah like I said it's, it's pretty template I think we're going to see lots of people going with with a similar team to this I think a lot of people are going to are going to keep um Ronaldo uh, as well uh, and you know then we're going to see sort of cheaper defenses uh, too I think we're going to see people losing Trent as well if he's if he stays doubt through throughout the week uh, throughout the international break um, and we'll see so yeah it's going to be interesting I think you know the 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 advantage of this wildcard I think has to be has to be tapping into Man City, um, with the fixture run they've got and the players they've got back and I think you know obviously they haven't got that that striker spot but I think with Burnley Brighton and Palace they should score plenty of goals over those games. Foden though I just know what's going to happen with Foden because this happens every season doesn't it every season we think this is his year this is going to be it this is when he breaks in this is when he breaks into the team and you know goes goes absolutely crazy. Um, and he and he and he won't play, <laughs> but you know that's the risk that you take with with City, and that's why I think having a Smith Rowe on your bench um, is a good 
is a good option because you can cover players like Foden missing out. Uh, so that is me. Um, thanks everyone for watching this video. I'm going to do another one of these videos next week, I think, uh, in case things change. Um, I'll be always talking about some black box. I don't think we're doing a black box this week. I think Mark and I are going to have a, a bit of a break. I think I need one. I'm a bit fried mentally from this move. So it'd be nice to uh, just have a bit of a chill out on Wednesday night. But we'll be back uh, next week with a very special guest, actually. I can exclusively reveal um, that we will be having uh, Mr. Slippers, Andy Let's Talk FPL, um, on black box uh, next week. So check that out too. Um, but thank you very much, everyone, for watching. Is there any other questions? Uh, Amadirad asked, as can you touch on EO? I'm not touching on EO. Not after, not after my spaces thing on, on Twitter when I got a bit too, had a few too many beers and got, got a bit angry with people. Um, yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see, lot, I think we're going to see Salah as, as, as a perma captain now for, for a lot of people. Um, and I think it's, it's going to be interesting whether people are doing that because they genuinely think he's the best option every week or whether they, they're doing it because they're scared that his EO is going to be, going to be high. Uh, so I think there's going to be plenty of debates around that. Lukaku is interesting because you, I was expecting more from him going into this amazing fixture run. Uh, so, yeah, I think the, the the captaincy decision between those two is, is going to be a lot tighter. I just don't want to make a decision because I think other people are going to be doing it. I'm scared. I still think you've, you've got to make the best call that you can from from your uh, from your uh, picks. Yeah, so I'll be doing a few more of these videos throughout the week. I'll be doing a series. Well, a series. I'll be doing a. I'll call it a series on on some of the the. Um, you know, the different uh, choices that people have got to make. So I'll be, I can do more detail on the empty mids. I can do more on Embremo and, and Tony. Um, I can do whatever, whatever you guys want. So if you, if you've got questions about, about players, um, just stick them in the comment section um, and I will dig out some stats and look at those in a bit more detail. But for now, thank you very much, everyone. And I will see you on the next.